Like, I feel like, you know what you should do with this? Make it a podcast studio, but like visitors can come in. So maybe a nice little seating section. Well, we're going to get a couch. Some, some rich mahogany. And we'll be able to do live from the couch. Live from, I don't think, I don't think, I think that one's taken. Oh. Talking about the best times. Talking about. Oh, the, I made her watch uh, Along Came Polly. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. And she, the the problem that I run into is the more older movies that I make her watch, the less funny she thinks I am because she realizes that 99% of what I say is movie quotes. Is from, yeah. It's from, it's from yeah. other people's stuff. I'm just not that funny. No. Originally. No. No. You know what? I You know what I do miss? I, I miss you. I miss you too. I miss you. Yeah. Uh, talking about your stand up. Yeah. I remember that. Stand up starting up again here. And, you, uh, do you think you're going to, well, you, you used to write. Yeah. I, have not, write? I haven't written anything. Um, quarantine took a lot out of me yeah. in terms of personal creativity. Um, and, and, you know, as that happened, you know, I kind of dug into that idea a little bit and try to figure out why. And I realized that, you know, the most of the time when I write stuff, or when I come up with these ideas or premises or things that I do like that, that happens while I'm traveling. Ah, It's when I'm on an airplane. It's when I'm clear of the heads down daily in and out stuff. It's when I come up and out of that and go and do something a little bit different is when, you know, all that stuff starts to move again. And it's, and it has not happened for some time hmm. yet. Yet. Well, I'd love to hear versions of your stand-up if you want to do a little performance some night it's a it's a it's a maybe i'm hungry can you tell yeah i was gonna say and we also have french fries uh, are you gonna pull out the vet and go get another uh, round of pie or cake <laughs> or maybe you're gonna do a pie tonight because it's a uh, a pie night these mics are crying these mics are crying they never 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 like you it turns out um i do have an affinity for talking into a microphone <gasps> and a podcast is that this this is a podcast. Is Pete talking into a microphone for womp, 13 womp. and a half minutes now? Womp, womp. <laughs> womp, womp, womp. I got to find that file. Yeah, this is a podcast with Simpson and Pete. All right. All right. Hit it. Hit it. Let's go. This is a podcast. Life Adventures with Pete and Simpson. Just two guys talking about their travel and life adventures across the world. Wow. And talk about energy. There goes the deflating energy. <laughs> On this episode, brought to you by... Nobody. Charmin. Not sponsored. No. <laughs> Charmin does not need any sponsorships. Yeah, no, the they're moment. good. Their stock's they're... through the roof. Make money. Burr, burr, burr. Uh, we're going to talk about stuff. Yeah, stuff and things. Come on, Pete. Let's get I'm that energy in. back. I'm back. And we're back. And we're back. We're going to talk about... Sex, baby. Let's talk about oh, you and me. I don't Let's think... Let's talk about all the good 
Okay. I don't think with two dudes in this room, you're what are you talking about? married. There's a, there's a chicken here. It's a dog oh. who's probably sleeping again. Yeah, passed out. She's like, I made it, and I'm back asleep. And I'm back asleep. I'm going to, I want to come back in my next life as a dog to a, a well-loved dog and a well-to-do family. Absolutely. It's about the best. That would be money. Yeah. Let me sleep 22 hours of the day yep. away. And, and the other day, uh, the other two hours I'm eating. Yeah. It's eating and snuggles and yep. playing with a toy. Yep. Oh, <sighs> to be young again. Uh, Anyways, in this episode, in this episode, we're not going to talk about dogs. We're going to talk about mm, travel. <laughs> Business travel. Business travel. Business travel. Oh, wait, in, we've covered this. In a new world. In a new world. So, Pete, you haven't been on an airplane. I don't want to bring this up, but I got to. You haven't been on a business trip since what? January. January? It was Heli Expo? Because Heli Expo was my yeah, last time. Yeah, yeah, mine too. Mine too. But Jen, so Jen was on a flight. So let's, let's talk about where our last... And my wife was on a flight yesterday. Yeah. So, okay. So let's talk about where it was on our last flight. It was champagne and caviar. Champagne caviar. I flew on a Dreamliner in first class. I flew on a Dreamliner <laughs> as well in economy. Yeah. So, yeah, I got that going for me. Uh, I'm All about bright. that eco life. I love it. Yep, 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 yep. Eco uh, boost, baby. What's... Oh. Why do you got to bring a Fiesta? What? No, yeah, my truck's got an eco boost in it. Oh, that's right, Jim. Um, much bigger one, but no, it's whatever. Anyway. I mean, the left bank is much bigger. <laughs> I'm kidding. Let's go. I think your turbo is actually bigger, but we don't want to get into that. So both of them. Yeah, both <laughs> of them. So let's talk about our last trip, which was to California. And this was kind yep. of, it was actually the grumblings and the, the press and the media had brought up this virus yep. right around that time. So I remember going out there and being like, oh, people are wearing masks, but it was the international terminal we flew out of. And that's not really anything too out of the ordinary. Yeah. In the hotel that we were in. Yeah. <laughs> had a, a lot of tourists. From, a lot of Asian tourists. Yes. And all of them seemed to be sick, oddly enough. Were they really? Yeah. They were, I just, I, you know, with. Is that what you have like flashbacks and nightmares of? I do. Yeah. Because there were just so many like just walking around sneezing and coughing and yeah. whatever, whatever. Well, it's also January. Yeah. It's January. And, you know, if, if the media in the world wasn't making a big stink about there being this pandemic that's coming. You probably wouldn't have even noticed. You wouldn't have paid attention. Yeah. yeah. Don't itch your nose. And then now all you want to do is itch your nose. Yep. So we were traveling. We were, you know, in, in California, in Anaheim, in, yep. in SoCal, and noticed a lot of people were wearing masks, not... And but that, that's not out of the ordinary. No, no, it wasn't. And then on, it was a week, right? A week had gone by and it was like, hey man, this is getting a little bit more interesting, a little bit more heated. Um, and I, I did notice on the flight, even we were sitting next to a guy that had a mask on and I was like, oh, okay. Interesting. Not too out of the ordinary. Paranoid loser. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, but I was probably me, the paranoid loser, but you know, we normally, so Jen had been on the kick and I don't know if it's a new thing or something that she's been doing um, for a long time, but she wipes seats down and I used to give her a hard time, but now I don't. Of course, now I don't. And she wipes everything down when she gets on a plane. But um, I do, what we're getting at is it was completely normal, right? January, end of January, beginning of February, completely normal travel. But I like that, like, it took this pandemic for the airlines to be like, nah, yeah, no, we never actually really cleaned the plane. We never really cleaned the plane. <laughs> yeah, the, like, they, we thought about it. Literally flying cesspools. Yeah, we thought about it. But, I mean, I mean the, we, we gave the illusion that we were cleaning them. The surfaces are disgusting. The air does run yeah. through HEPA filters, so the air is probably okay. Yeah, the, but 100%, the surfaces oh, inside yeah. an airplane are just 
a, a subway. Yes. A subway floor. Yes. It's <laughs> yes. really what it is. Absolutely. So, and then she traveled recently. So two weeks ago, she traveled to North Carolina domestically, a quick little flight. and Affectionately referred to as North Kakalake. Yes. And the flight was packed. The flight out there was packed. Yep. It was also a smaller plane, a regional uh, Embraer 170. Okay. Yeah. So smaller plane, but she said there's no middle seat. So everybody was, it yeah. was packed, packed with sardines. Everybody's wearing masks. And then on the flight back, it was on a larger 7.3. And she said that she had an entire row to herself. So it was a little bit thinned yeah. out there. Um, and it's also not a big route anyway to begin yeah, with. Yeah, I'm sure so. it's not. Um, it's not a big money maker. But to, to kind of, that lays the groundwork for where we think it's going to go as far as. So I know Business that travel. some of the airlines had talked about blocking off middle seats. Yeah. And then United recently came out and said, yeah, no, we're not going to do that. And for the simple reason that if you're on an airplane, it's completely impossible to social distance on any level whatsoever. Well, it doesn't really matter if they did block out that middle yeah. seat because it's what, two feet? Yeah. And you're still a foot away from the person in front of you yeah. and behind you. Yeah. And you've got the aisle. It's just, it's, it's, it's impossible to, to social distance, which I, you know, I, I hate all the words yeah, that have become buzz. part of our vocabulary that are part of this thing. Yep. It's just, every time I use one of them, I'm like, oh, I hate that I'm using this word. <laughs> the world is awful. <laughs> I can't wait to go back to it. Um, yeah. And he came out and he said, you know, social distance, it's impossible because even if you get rid of the middle seat, the person in front of you is in your lap when yeah. they recline their seats. Yep. And it's, it's, it doesn't make economic sense for them to do that. And which I understand because they're trying to run a business. Sure. That has been severely damaged yep. in this. And I saw, and I've been looking at a lot of statistics and it said that, uh, Travel was down 96%, which is the single largest reduction um, of uh, the industry's performance ever. Ever, yeah. Ever. Even after, you know, and there have been, in the last, you know, 20 years, there have been other events that have caused a big downfall, which was September 11th. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the the economic collapse of 2008 also, mm -hmm. you know, had a big, but this is, this is far and wide substantially worse to the airline and you know travel industry sure. than any of those things even combined. Oh yeah. So I understand them not blocking the middle seats and needing to fill those seats in order to have some sort of effort to maintaining their business. The fact that we haven't seen um well, I mean, there there have been airlines that have stopped operations through this. Yeah, there have been they, airlines that have been affected. Um, and if you fill this dead space, I'll pull up the list. So, well, no, it's it's so uh, getting at to the point of this this episode is talking about where we're going in the future, and I think that we're not going to see masks go away anytime soon. And I think it's going to become a mandatory thing for, it could for, for a long period of time, years. Uh, I, I think at least in the short term, the le the next mm, six to 12 months, we'll see that airlines are mandatory, uh, having mandatory mask wearing during the flight. And I get yeah. that. I think other things, I, I think the other thing that I think is kind of, and this is kind of off a tangent and a little bit of a soapbox thing. I think the whole temperature thing is garbage is a waste of time. I think the only thing that, that weeds out is people who are feeling sick or might have a temperature, which you would think that they would stay home anyway. So I guess maybe it isn't uh, a mute point and that they should be doing temperature checks. But I think that there was a study going around previously to this that it really only highlights that or singles people out who have a temperature 
and doesn't really prevent anybody who is asymptomatic from spreading right. the disease as well, which I mean, could be just as is actually just as uh, pertinent than somebody who has a fever. So I, I misspoke. It was down uh, 89%. Okay. But still a huge number. I mean, uh, unfathomable number. So I think that, that we're going to have to wear masks. I think that they're going to have to do enhanced cleaning. I think that flight attendants are going to need to wear um, masks. I think everybody should be wearing a mask. Well, as far as the um, on aircraft requirements to wear a mask, I, it, it, they do recommend it. It is not a requirement. Oh, really? I yes. thought, well, no, American made it mandatory. They may have said they're making it mandatory, but it's not a enforceable thing is what the the higher ups at the airlines have said. Oh, really? Yep. Interesting. Okay. So they can't they can't forbid you from flying without it. But they can forcibly take you off of an airplane? No. They can't do that either. What are you talking about? Your uh, your friends, United. I don't know. They don't do that. <laughs> it's fake news. Fake news. Oh, man. So for airlines, um, you know, the majors in the United States have by and large survived, mm-hmm. albeit very skinny and very unstably. Well, I don't know if that's even a word sure. or not, whatever. Um, Unstable? But you've got some... Regional airlines, Compass Airlines and Transstates have both folded yep. in this. Another U.S.-based one, Rav, Raven Air Group. I don't Raven know. Air. Raven Air. Yeah. Um, I don't know who they are. It's probably some sort of on-demand charter type thing. Yeah, I think so. I, I remember hearing their name. I forget exactly what they who they operate for and that sort of thing. I and think. Miami Air International, which is, I know who they are. They are a on-demand charter yeah. type business. Yeah. But the international list is long. Yeah. It's... Uh, Air Mart Martis Mart Marti Martinique Mariti yes. Oh. Anyway, we don't have to go through the list, but Alitalia, Avianca. But a lot. So granted, yeah. a lot of There's these some big names. Virgin Australia. A lot of them though were on Thai the ropes. Airways. Really? Yeah. But a lot of them on the like uh, Italia was on the ropes for a while. Italia was Avianca was not, and they are on this list. So uh, let's not get into the let's let's get back to what do we think is going to change as far as business travel goes? I think everything. Well, I know I think we're going to get back to the levels because you said the other day that we were back up to three hundred thousand from a all time low of. Eight eighty thousand. It was eighty seven thousand was the all time low. So, but at least we're trending up. So that's good. And I think that business travel will come back. I do think some of it's going to be uh, business travel. Actually, might take a backseat to some of this since Zoom and Go to Meeting and Google Chat and all that stuff has kind of replaced temporarily the in person meetings. I think that we're actually we might see personal travel since we're coming into the summer months and you know Disney's opening back up, Universal's opening back up, a lot of these. Um, um, theme parks and and other uh, type places or, or other vacation spots are coming back online. I think we might see personal travel take the front seat and kind of driving demand for a little bit. And then in the fall, maybe we get back to the point where we can have business travel pick up the majority of it. So in a typical cyclical pattern, right? The summer months is when we see a downturn in, in biz and then an upturn in, in personal travel. So April 14th was the worst day for travel um, in the United States. And there were 87,500 people that went through security and flew that day. Compare that to the exact same day a year prior was 2.2 million. So that's, that's your decline right there. Yeah. Staggering. At, at worst case in this 
previous week, uh, looks like this average is going to be, if I can do math in my head real quick, this looks like it's going to be about 310, 310,000 okay. uh, over the last seven days. So it's come up a bit. Um, where you're seeing the increase in what's still going to be a, a pressure point, you're only seeing the increase in domestic travel. Right. And I think that's that's going to be, it's going to be domestic for a while. I don't think there's going to be, I think international is going to be the last one to recover. International period, not even any segments outside of that. So for, uh, in this, these charts that I'm using are great. And this is uh, charts that I'm stealing information from for Airlines for America. And they publish these charts every day. And it's, it's um, I don't recommend going there because I go there every day and stare at this stuff. <laughs> um, for point of measure in January, uh, in international travel always leads in the numbers of passengers and all that stuff. Sure. Because the wide body aircraft, yeah, larger airplane, they're doing yep. those sorts of things. Yep, yep. The average um, persons on board for a domestic flight was right at 100, and for an international flight was right at about 150-ish. And now today, those numbers have... Um, reversed in order. So actually domestic is higher at about 45 people per aircraft, whereas international is down to about 40 per aircraft. So domestic is pacing the recovery, mm -hmm. but it's only going to get to a certain point. Um, I think it's going to, it's going to flatten off at probably about 50% is my goal. My forecast. My, it's not my goal. Ooh. Your forecast. Um, it's my forecast for what's going to happen there. Internationally or domestically? Oh, Total, oh, total, but okay. driven by no international travel because a lot of these places we see a big effort in the United States to open things up, but a lot of the international stuff is still sure. very much locked down because you know politics and viruses and that weird vortex of things is <laughs> <laughs> a good way to put it. So I think they're going to require masks, um, as you said with uh, the thermometers and taking everyone's temperature. I also don't think masks do anything to change anything, mostly because people don't wear them, right? Yeah, that was one thing that we talked about earlier is that people, even even when you're out at the grocery store or out at a restaurant, people are just covering their mouth and not their nose. I mean, that kind of defeats yeah, the purpose. What's, what's the point? Yeah, exactly. Or taking them off and going and having a phone call and then taking... You know, I'm putting it back on. I think uh, Zoom in those sorts of video conferencing type things uh, do fill a need. Um, but I think one thing that you know I've learned through this process is that there is actually no substitute for in person. Right. And my company, we had twice daily team meetings for the exec staff through this whole thing. And then two weeks ago, we had a, a an actual human in-person meeting for the first time in five weeks or no, excuse me, three months. I don't know where I got five weeks from. I'm just <laughs> idiot over here. Um, it's a Sunday. And the amount of stuff that we got done in that four hours or five hours, whatever it was that we were together was far and wide more than we got done in the 10 weeks of twice daily meetings of, you know, hundreds of hours, yeah, literally a hundred hours also, of meetings. Do you also think that some of that was driven from the point of you had too many meetings and it just became pointless or, or not as effective? Whereas an in-person um, meeting, you, you had to come prepared because you were going to look that person right in the eye and be ready to talk about something and have an action plan and that sort of thing. I still think the in-person I'm just is un unrivaled in a competition. Sure. Um, I, I, I absolutely... What, let Papa Bear over here get his mitts on you. Let me know how that makes you feel and see if I can relate that to a video. Exactly. That look of... 
since confusion. The, since <laughs> since uh, since this is a podcast and they can't see your face, that look of overwhelming lust and joy <laughs> is exactly is what you can't get on a video. You can get. Uh, you can see my face on a video. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Whatever. <laughs> but. Um, you're not going to have that emotional reaction. Sure. I, no, I, yeah. You don't have any in-person meetings where somebody goes, God damn, give me a fucking thing's not going to work. Stupid shit. We can hear you. Yeah. I can't dial it every fucking time I'm on this thing. <laughs> hey, I'm here now. Oh, I'm sorry, Danny. <laughs> Humans are an interesting species, and I, I will not attempt to dissect that or them ever because I found the inside of the human body to be ooey. Um, but wow, we are so far afield on human, this one. Human contact and the effects in you know, ability to make a connection with someone in person. Like it, it's fine if you know the person and you want to do a video thing, but if you, I'm in sales and if I'm, you know, trying to build a business and get a new customer, having a video conference with them is just going to be stale. Mm. And it's, it's going to lack that ability to make that connection that you need in order to be able to take that thing to the next step. You know, you might get the business, but if I'm there and I build a connection with someone in person, it's a much higher probability of me being able to win that business. Sure. I get that. No, no, no. I, I get that. I'm just saying that I think that some of it might be the Zoom side of things might take a, a or the the video conferencing type meetings are going to take at least a, a bite out of some of the initial travel. But you're, to your point, I think you're right. I think that you're going to start to see an increase at some point from all travel. And I think, yeah. And I think if anything, it's also proven, you know, what that technology can do and what the limitations of it are. Sure. So it's it's good. And it does meet it meets a standard that 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 will help business on some level, but there's never going to be a substitute. Yeah, I get that. And I so going back to the whole point of this conversation is, what do you think is going to change in the future to make it so that we can go safely see people in, in people in people in person? What's it going to what do you think is going to change? Like, so obviously the mass on board that, that you'd talked about temperature checks. And I, I think, think the hardest thing is going to be um, convincing people to meet with you. <laughs> yeah, no, I think uh, 100%. <laughs> I think really and I is. think that's to the point that we had talked about earlier is yeah. that it was so weird being out in the world, knowing kind of in the back of your head, you're like, this feels weird. And I think the other thing that's going to be a challenge is going to be getting the conversation into the business discussion that you want to have, as opposed to, man, the world is weird. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, because it, it's just so, it's overwhelming. Right. You know, everything that's happened and, you know, there's just unrest in the world now on top of it. And well, there's always unrest, but, you yeah. know, it's it's on our doorstep right now. Sure. Um and, you know, being able to get back to that point of having that good quality conversation. And I'll make this final point on in-person versus video. Oh, <laughs> Some of the best business deals that I've gotten done have been while I'm helping somebody get back to their hotel room hammered in the middle of the night. Oh, geez. Because, you know, we went out, we had a good time, you know, things got crazy. And we've built that bond. I see what you're saying. The deals aren't made while you're walking back. The the. The deal isn't made between nine, nine and five, you know, uh, in, yes. okay. inside the boardroom. The deal is made right. after hours when yes. you're whining and dining and entertaining yes. and doing all those things that 
you know. And that's when you get the pertinent information and the, yep. the valuable information. When yeah, you're that's having, where you get the, listen, don't tell anybody I told you this, but if you can do this price, we'll fucking do it. The yeah. other guys are idiots. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, and you, you're not going to get that on a video conference. No, you're not. Or a video happy hour or anything yeah. like that. So, but, so I think it changes. Um, I've seen, I've been in hotels within the past month and a half or so. Um, I've seen the changes there. They're making efforts to sterilize healthless things, as I've mentioned. So um, I feel like that's way overdue. Since yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the, that's one aspect of it too. I think some of the stuff needed to be brought to life that maybe some things weren't really the best. And if yep. people yeah, are like focusing. Airlines really aren't clean air places. Yeah. yeah. Like maybe we clean the airplanes a little bit more. Yeah, or maybe it's an idea. Yeah. Or maybe we, you know, clean the TV remote in the hotel room. <laughs> I don't understand why hotels don't have modules on their TVs that allow people to use their smartphones. There, I've been in a hotel that they do. You have an app on your phone that you can control. That it. would just be so much better. Right. Well, maybe so much better. Necessity breeds innovation. Yeah. I think that's definitely the case. Yeah. And I think that's, um, you know, necessity breeding innovation, you know, that's where zoom comes into this because yeah. I'm not trying to knock it or even say that zoom is the best, whatever the video conferencing system is that you're yeah. going to use. Um, there's, 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 there's a, that's a useful tool and we're going to find new and innovative ways to use it to sure. the best of our abilities. Yeah. I think you're right. But Papa Bear's still going to get his mitts on you. Still going to get those mitts on you. So let that be a forewarning, foreshadowing, and for some people, a clear warning. (laughs) So what do you think is going to happen with trade shows? Do you think there's going to be same thing? Masks, temperature checks, no... I think initially... Or do we spread out booths? Do you have to have like an aisle between every booth now? If they spread out the booths, that's going to drive the costs... Up, yeah. It's going to be a multiplication problem because, you know, if you're putting that much space in there, you need two, three, four, five times the size of the exhibit space. But on the flip side of that are more, are there companies that are just not going to go to trade shows anymore? And maybe you just well, have that's that. A fair, that's a fair question. Maybe yeah. you just have that space. Yeah. So what your so your point is the costs are going to go up anyway. The costs, yeah, we're screwed anyway. Oh, good. Perfect. This is a, what I'd like to call better than ideal situation. Yes. This is the, hey. Yeah, that's a fair point. This yeah. is the sunny side up and everything's just. Point and counterpoint. This is the new world where everything costs more and it sucks more. Yeah, Everything costs more and business blows. Business blows. <laughs> Uh, what if I were to put you in a position where I could charge you twice as much and give you half the results? Is that something you might be interested in? Why, yes, that sounds great. <laughs> Sign me up. I'll take two. I can't wait till we start getting those cold emails. Are you attending the NBAA? What if we gave you X amount of booth space with the sanitation devices everywhere? <laughs> yeah, with air purifiers. Yeah, so I think that's... What do you think short-term? Short-term? Aside from cancellations. And- <sighs> cancellations is number one short-term. Yeah. I think um, smaller regional events, I think, will will kick back in yeah. b- before the end of the year. I, I do believe that domestically, at least. I think in- international is a complete loss for this year. Yeah. Um, I need to go do some international travel as soon as practical, mm-hmm. and I'm not 100% sure that's going to be able to happen this year. Yeah. Um, and I'm really bummed because <laughs> as I was talking uh, before we really started recording this, you know, a lot of my creativity comes from my time on the airplane or mm. at the airport and any stuff like that. And I haven't had much of that time recently or one, basically one trip in like eight months is really what I've had. So I feel like I've got this bottleneck of creativity in me. I believe that's what you call it. Creativity. Yeah. Creativity. And, uh, oh yeah, I'm God. just, I'm, I'm ready to get back out there one sure. way or another. Yeah, I am too. When when it's 
when it's right, you know, not yeah. needlessly. But uh, for larger events, I think, um, I'm not sure. I, yeah, I, I, this year might be a loss. Um, it, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Yep. Um, I'm in support of being cautious. I'm also, you know, it's, it's a, it's a double-edged sword, you know, do you want to support the the effort to not do it or is the need to do it greater than your desire to be supportive of these people, uh, everyone's choice to, right. you know, take care of their selves and their families and all those sorts of things. Yeah. That's a, it's not an easy conversation piece. That's for sure. No. And I'm uh, glad I don't have to make it. <laughs> uh, we already made that decision once we, we said, no, everybody go home. Oh, that's right. I forgot yeah, about no, that. Yeah. Dang it. And I, I hope, I hope we're in a good place by next year so we don't have to have that conversation again. Yeah, that's, I guess, one thing that I don't want to lose sight on is I really hope that the sacrifices that we're making right now don't go spoiled. Yeah. If that makes sense. Uh, So actually, one interesting fact that I want to bring up, or not fact, but insight that I would like your opinion on is, do you think this is a pivotal moment in private aircraft utilization, meaning that do you think that we come out of this and we see people flying more for trips on on their own aircraft, whether it be, you know, your Gulfstream 650 ER that can circle the globe 17 million times before landing? Or is it, you know, the, the 172, 182 mom and, you know, mom and dads out there that are taking their kids to, uh, the, the coast. or whatever it may be to their, their leisure destination. Do you think, or even from a business sense, do you think that people are going to start using their aircraft more because they don't expose themselves to the flying the airline route? I a hundred percent think there's going to be a big influx in, in general aviation across the board of the definition of general aviation. So through business aviation, all the way down through mom and pop piston, single engine type aircraft, um, and excuse the mom and pop term because I like pistons. Um, but yeah, that, and I think, I think you're going to start seeing that now. I think you're going to start to see that uptick. And we had heard some st- stats at a board meeting not too long ago that you were a part of about the increase of business jet usage uh, just in the month of April. Right, right. Where it went from like 500 hours a day globally to, you know, 1,700 hours in two weeks. Yeah. So I think 100%, if people have the means to do it, they're going to be doing it because it's a, it's an extra safety precaution. Not to mention the added level of convenience for it, which is right. kind of the yeah yeah. It's more convenient. It was. It's always been more convenient. It hasn't been more convenient, and it's always just been more convenient. Now right. it's more convenient and better for your health. Yep. So you're going to see that if people have the means and businesses have the means, for sure you're going to see that. Yeah, I think I think that was one thing that might be one of those, at least for our segment, is going to be one of those beneficial outcomes of kind of this old health and safety focus type of recovery is that maybe people just start using their own airplanes outside from going out and flying and getting the $100 hamburger, you know, just having an airplane because they like the joy of flying. They're actually using it for for business reasons. Well, not necessarily yeah. a business reason, but now instead of taking a road trip to the Southwest, they're you know taking maybe a multi-day flight 
in their 172 from New England down to the Southwest. You know what I mean? Like, Ugh, yeah, no. sorry, awful. sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, man. <laughs> that sounds awful. Let's make it a little bit more enjoyable. Yeah. Maybe they take their uh, 182 and fly over okay. to the coast of Gulf of Mexico. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's better. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> a 172 from the Northeast to the South. It's, it's funny wants to spend two weeks flying across the country just getting oh, shit did. kicked out of them. I, I, I thought you were going to say just uh, two weeks of flying across the state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flying from the southwest to the northeast, that's more reasonable. Right. Because at least you get a tailwind. Oh, yeah. At 50 yeah. feet. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Oh, goodness. So I think I think people that have the means will will absolutely jump at that. Do you think there'll be any increase of people trying to get those means? As in, do you think there's going to be increased in flight training? Do you think there's going to be an increase in aircraft sales, whether used or new? I don't think there. Uh, I'm not. I think flight training is going to stay fairly flat because as more people want to get into it for that reason, there's people that were there for professional reasons that may be rethinking that also now Yeah, because the, you know, professional pilot jobs with the airlines being so hard hit has taken a big, big chunk out of that. Chunk out yeah. of that. So the, the, the prospects of, uh, oh, it's going to be a piece of cake. I'm going to breeze through my hours in a year and a half, and then I'm going to get picked up by a regional and do that for three years. And I'll be flying majors. And then two years after that, I'll be making a, an actual decent living. Yep. Um, that's all, that's all gone again, once again for, you know, a repeat of history uh, as this, as this so goes. So I think uh, flight training stays the same. I think aircraft sales go up. I think we're going to see, uh, an increase in what I tend to define as legacy aircraft being more utilized, mm-hmm. you know, older business jets, you know, and I, you know, the term older business jets, I'm not talking about like stuff from the sixties and stuff like, right. like 80s, 90s, early 2000s, that vintage that are good aircraft maybe don't have the the latest and greatest in terms of avionics in them, but are still safe to fly. Sure. Still have plenty of life left in them. We have plenty of life left in the engines and the airframe and all those sorts of things. I think you're going to see an influx in those aircraft um, becoming more utilized for those 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 types of trips. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see what kind of plays out. I think it'll be really telling in the next six months. I think that will be a real indicator of on if I buy an airplane. If you buy an airplane, <laughs> that would be great. I have not spent. May I send you some listings? Uh, you have. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> and and I have I have uh, clearly spent uh, way too much time on uh, the the. I was the, looking at buying an airplane when I was in college. I have no idea what I was doing. Yeah. No. I. I want this airplane. It's uh you know. Right before I bought the Corvette, obviously, we had the conversation, why don't you just buy an airplane? And I was like, no, that's stupid because I already have an airplane. Someone else pays for it. Now that airplane's gone yep. and owning an airplane sounds like a brilliant idea. That sounds so delightful. <laughs> uh, just think of all the travel you could have done. Anyway, on this episode. <laughs> I could have taken it with me instead of driving. Yeah. And then how would you get the Corvette back here? Wouldn't have been my problem. Not my problem. <laughs> Not a PD problem. Yeah, that's, that's unavoidable. But yeah, no, I've, I'm keeping an eye out there. So I guess it will be interesting to see what kind of plays out. And I think I've been literally saying this since this whole pandemic started. Be really interesting to see how the next week plays out. Be really interesting to see how the definition of interesting is interesting to me. Yes. And on that bombshell, it is time to end this week's episode. Catch us on the next one where we talk about things. That sounds like a plan. That sounds like a plan. See ya. See ya. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Life Adventure PS and Instagram Life Adventures Pete Simpson.
views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely that of the collaborators and do not necessarily represent the thoughts or opinions of the authors, employers, organizations, committees, or other groups or individuals.